0: Welcome to Bookish. I am Ebony Haywood and let's welcome our guest author today, Dr. D. Terrence Foster. How are you, Dr. Foster? I
1: am doing well, Ebony. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing quite well. Well, Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for, for joining us. And I am looking forward to this conversation with you. You are the author of The Stress Book. (laughs) The stress, but 40 plus ways to manage stress and enjoy your life. And we all can relate to stress. You know what? I heard something really uh, interesting today, Dr. Foster. There's this podcast called United States of Anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, how appropriate is that, right? Uh, So so
1: we have a United State of Stress as well.
0: Yes. Uh, But
1: but having a stress... uh, has been a major part of our life. Um, we all live in stress and it's not unique to anyone. It's just a question of how we deal with stress.
0: Mm, that's a good point. Okay, so let's let's start diving in here. Tell us what inspired and motivated you to write this book. Well, Ebony, just about the
1: beginning of uh, 2020, um, I was doing a number of YouTube videos and one of them was about stress. I realized that stress was a significant component of what was affecting so many people. And uh, that video about stress seemed to resonate well with so many people I got a lot of comments. And and then it occurs to me then, I need to do more than just doing a video. So I decided I'd write a book about stress. And um, that was essentially the the genesis or the beginning of that book. Now, in writing that book about stress, one of the things that came to me as an artist sometimes we follow the lead, that is presented in our creative process, and one thing that happened to me then was, instead of writing a book about the pandemic, I decided I want to write a book much more comprehensive about stress, where not only people are going through a pandemic, because of course we know that this pandemic is going to be over at some point. So I wanted something that would um, be able that people be able to use and refer to at any time, and therefore I, I journeyed and I started a book that was comprehensive and very detailed about stress. And that essentially is in part how the stress book came about.
0: Mm -hmm. So, so you've written several best-selling books. What is different from them compared to this book? So so
1: the stress book is, is not my first book. And um, I'm happy for that because each time that you write a book, you're hoping that the next book will be much better than Mm -hmm. the last book. And sometimes that's hard to do because sometimes you've had a great book before now, I've written three 3 best-selling books. Two, the first two was, one was uh, the Foster uh, uh, Opioid Classification Guide, and that was a book essentially for uh, medical providers. The next book was um, the Opioid Epidemic and Consumer Guide. Now, that book, I intended it to be for um, medical providers as well as for consumers. Now, when you're writing a book like that, Ebony, that you hope will serve... Um, multiple communities, in this case, consumers and providers, then you have to create a book that if a consumer takes it up and read it, they will understand what you're talking about. Similarly, you want medical providers to do the same thing. However, we're looking at two different categories of people. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One
1: where if the book is too simple, then it of course has no use to them. And the other, if it's too complex, also has no use to them. So I had to find a medium or a, a range where I could produce a book that was benefit to both um, segment of, of people that we're targeting. And I think we did that. The book has been successful. It's been very comprehensive as well. And it still has significant u- use um, in today's world because during the pandemic, so much has happened where there's a lot or an increase in number of opioids-related deaths that have occurred as a result of uh, overdose. Now, what is different between that book and the stress book, 40 Plus Ways to Manage Stress and Enjoy Your Life? One of the things here is that the stress book is intended for just about everybody. And that sounded a little bit corny (laughs) because when we write a book, we want it to be for a niche group. We want it to be focused because when we write a book for everybody, then it's almost like it's it's for no one. (laughs) Uh Uh um, Uh But here's the thing. Why this book will resonate with most people, maybe not at the same time, but at different times is because it has so many things and it's extremely comprehensive. And why do I say that? Well, not only because I write the book, but because literary agents who have written, who have uh, reviewed the book, several of them have review, reviewed the book, and that's a conclusion that I've came to. It is one of the most comprehensive books in terms of stress management and prevention, mm. and that is what's different. What's also different about that, it's also, it's a book that is, as I said, intended to reach a lot of people, because we all suffer from stress, or we all experience stress even if we're not suffering from stress. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And I think that that's see that's the element that makes it universal is the fact that we all have experienced stress.
1: Yes, we and all
0: we all do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like how you talk about writing for two different audiences and how do I how do I write this book that will appeal to two like the professional, not the professional but the how do you say the technical versus right. the more like uh Layman, and all all those people
1: who have, of course, a higher level of our more in depth knowledge of medical terms, terminology, and and context of medicine, as Mm -hmm. opposed to, say, the average person on the street. So, if I'm writing a book which is intended for both parties, then it becomes a little difficult at times. But again, you know, we I think we met that challenge very well.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, Dr. Foster, that there's been a lot of books about stress. So what makes your book different?
1: Okay, that's a great question, Evelyn. So what is different about the stress book? No, most, most books, when we think about um, stress and how stress impacts our life, or most of us, when we think about how stress impacts our life, we're thinking of, oh, well, we're stressed and something has happened to us, and how do we fix it? How do we manage stress? So therefore, we're looking at stress from the perspective of how do we manage stress? And all the protocols, the... Um, The things that are intended to streamline the management of stress or or taking care of stress are intended in treating management of stress. My book also includes that. It also includes the management of stress. But a significant component of my book is prevention. Mm. And prevention here is very, very important. I cannot overemphasize that, Ebony, because with prevention, we are taking stress, are looking at stress different than most people, because most, most people, um, not only just regular people, but also the professionals, the people you'd go to for help if you are having stress, they are also looking at, at the management of stress, where I'm looking at the management, plus I'm looking at how do we prevent stress. And when we talk about 40 plus ways of, of, um, of managing stress um, and enjoy your life, we're mm-hmm. talking about 40 plus ways of management and prevention. And all of that is, is inside of that. Now, what else is different about the book? In that book, I've created also an acronym um, which we could use to manage stress. That acronym is called, you probably wouldn't guess this, but it's called STRESS, (laughs) S-T-E-S-S. And that acronym is used to manage stress. Now, I don't know if somebody could forget that. You're thinking about stress and how do you manage stress? Well, use the acronym STRESS to manage stress. That's one thing that's different and new. Another thing that's different and new about that is that we've taken those um, 40 plus ways and we categorize them into the three main categories which are called physical action mental action and community actions and those help to streamline and better manage and prevent stress in in terms of the overall spectrum of how we deal with stress. so that's different and that has never been done before neither have we ever seen an acronym like um, stress to manage stress. The third thing that came out of the book that was different and unique is that I came across or developed a new uh, potential medical diagnosis called abstract kidnapping disorder, which is associated with the termination of toxic relationships. And that disorder, um, when fully un- understood, will be able to help reduce and uh, uh, domestic violence and potentially reduces injury and prevent and save lives. So, those are some of the main differences between what I do in this stress book and what is out there in the general realm of stress and stress management and prevention.
0: Mm, okay. So, you know, I think you might have even answered this, uh, this next question, Dr. Foster, but if you were mm-hmm. to compare your book with any other book that you've read that may be similar to your book, uh, which would that be and why?
1: Okay. All right. So, there are many, many great books out there, many books. And um, of course, my book about stress management is just one book, but there are other books about life issues. And when I look at, at books out there, and one of the books that I think is very similar or has some similarity to the stress book is a book called um, Seven, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by um, Stephen Covey. And right. what's what's what I think is similar to that book and to my book is that, when that book is actually looking at life issues how do how do we as individuals deal with life issues because stress is all about life issues how do we deal with um our job how do we deal with people how do we deal with ourselves how do we deal with those things to make our life better and when i'm looking at at a book that i think will resonate with people as much as my book will. I mean, I think that's a reasonable comparison. Now, obviously there there's um, many differences between those two books. But if I were to say, you know, here's a book that you could look at and you could probably find some similarities, I would say Covey's um, book is probably a good uh, book uh, in terms of uh, compa- uh, comparing both books.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Foster, who should read this book or your book? Okay. And uh, how will it help them?
1: Out will happen now my book the stress book 40 plus ways of managing stress and enjoy your life as i said it's a very comprehensive book and of course that's i'm not the only one who said that and uh, this is a book that will help people who are struggling for example with um, job um, stress on the job maybe relationships some of which are toxic struggling with um their um, who they are as a person um how do they what do they believe? themselves to be, or who do they think they are? People Mm -hmm. are struggling with religion. People are struggling with um, sex or sexuality. People are struggling with finances. So when we look at the spectrum of people, who are we talking about? That's almost everybody.
0: Right, (laughs) yeah. Here we go back
1: again, and we're talking about a book that we said, it's not really a niche book. Now, of course, at any given times in our life, we will not all have problem with all of these issues. But at some point in our life, we will have problem with one or more of these issues. And Ebony, if we don't have problem, we will find someone or we'll know someone, sometime our very dear friend or relatives, our spouse, who will have issues related to what is in this book. So this book has a far-reaching effect on people because it's dealing with life issues. It's dealing with how do we manage this stuff? How do we prevent these stuff? How do we make our life and put it in a way that it it makes our life better? It puts us in a zone or it puts us in a room where we could function and we could we could prevent things before they happen, before they become so overwhelming that we cannot and we cannot focus on what we do. You see, when I look at stress and when stress is looked at not just the way I looked at it, but in in a broad category there's a context in which we look at stresses um calmness we look at stresses you stress and we look at stress as distress so those are the three main broad categories that a lot of experts and people talk about stress those three main categories mm-hmm. and what are the significance of those categories because the very one calmness it just tells us that when you're calm and relaxed you probably have no stress and then um you stress is when you do have a certain amount of stress that allows you to function optimally but you're doing so at a productive level in society. And then you have distress where you are so overwhelmed by whatever the challenges you're facing. It could be um, challenges with respect to whatever, your job, relationship, your identity, your religion, um, finance, whatever it is. You have so much problem that you cannot mentally or physically deal with those problems. And when you cannot deal with those problems, you are in distress. So, what does that mean? It means that within those three different categories of stress, you have to find ideally the zone that will make you function ideally. And that is where eustress stress comes in, where we have an optimal amount of stress, where that stress helps to motivate us, it helps to drive us, it helps to put us in a, in a life situation that are productive and effective and make us better citizens of this world. Um, of course, if you, if you let's assume, Ebony, that all we do in a given life is we just sit back and relax and we have nothing to stress about. You're not going to be productive. Yeah. You just yeah. can't can make that step from being what you are to something greater than who you are today. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, being calm and living in a, set, in a state of calmness all of your life is not that good. Now, it doesn't mean that calmness is bad. We all need to have that. We all need to sit back and relax and say, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy life. I'm gonna enjoy it for this moment. That is okay, but you cannot live in a state of calmness all of your life. You have to find ways of getting beyond that, of getting to a point where you could move from calmness to eustress. And of course you don't want to get out from eustress into distress. And that's where the prevention and management of stress comes into play.
0: Uh um, Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that that perpetual state of calmness um, is not people not really stepping outside of their comfort zone. I feel like when you step outside your comfort zone, because that's where all the growth is, right? right? In the the movement from point A to B. And when you step outside your comfort zone, that's when you start to really feel the tension and the stress. You're
1: absolutely right about that. So many of us, um, we are where we are because we are afraid to get out of our comfort zone. We do not want to taking a risk. We do not want to do anything that is going to, you know, ruffle the feathers or do anything. We yeah. want to live a life that is free of controversy, free of challenge, free of hard work. But if that's where you are, then know this, know that your growth, your level of success is going to be very limited to none. You know, and, and that's the difference. That's one of the main differences between, say, those Of us who are successful and those who are not you know the people are successful by virtue and in part of definition of of success is that you have to go beyond what is normally considered to be calmness because if not then ebony you're going to be in a state of oh yeah you know my life is here you're not a challenge to anyone you're not challenged by any circumstances therefore you cannot move beyond where you are to another level that takes you to from good to great or to even the greatest you can be.
0: Right. Yeah. That's great. Dr. Foster, tell us where we can find you.
1: Okay. So, um, um my book is on, um, an Amazon, like everyone else's book, most people book, but it's also, you could get it wherever books are sold now. Um, and my website is, uh, deterrencefoster.com. One of the things I urge people to do, because a lot of time when people are buying books, they want to know what they're getting. And this book has won Ebony um, nine literary awards already and counting. So people will know what they're getting when they're buying the stress book, 40 plus ways to manage stress and enjoy your life. And you know, you you know, the you could get this book for about $10 um, for an electronic version or $20 for a uh a uh, print version. But the key thing here, and this will surprise most people. If you do buy my book, make sure you read it. <laughs> it's so simple. I have
0: friends and people have bought my book. And I said,
1: have you read it? No, I
0: haven't. I have to confess, you know, I have some books that I bought in there. Yeah, I haven't read them yet. Like
1: so that is the thing, because without reading it, you're not going to get the benefit of it. And there's a lot of great benefit. You know, we could fool a couple of people and say, okay, this book is good, but when you have Nine plus people are not people, groups of, of companies are coming out, a literary agent and saying that this book is deserve a gold medal, gold medal, gold medal, gold medal, Um, Then guess what? I don't have to necessarily come out and vouch for that book anymore. Other people are doing it. So, I mean, if you want to make a difference in your life, if you want to move your life beyond where it is with respect to stress management and prevention, the stress book is an ideal book. And that's almost a literal quote from someone else.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Foster. So everyone go out, buy the book, but more importantly, read the book.
1: Awesome, thank <laughs> you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And just let Teresa know that she's awesome.
0: Oh, I will. And you know what, you've, you've just let her know, but I will, I will let her know also. Um, I'm actually interviewing her after you for this. So I- wonderful. Um, I'm, we're, oh, go on. And I said, thank you so much for having me. I, oh, okay. I Enjoy this. Thank you for joining us. And, and we're going to say um, goodbye to you. I'm going to say, I'm going to chat with you for a little bit afterwards, though. But um, our audience, we're going to say goodbye to Dr. Foster. And I look forward to next week if you join me for Bookish, because I will be speaking to another fabulous guest. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.